Dutch. It's been a long time, General. Come on inside. 18 hours ago, we lost a chopper carrying a cabinet minister and his aide from this charming little country. We've got a transponder fix on their position. About here. This cabinet minister, does he always travel on the wrong side of the border? Apparently, they straight off course. And we're fairly certain they're in guerrilla hands. So why don't you use the regular army? What do you need us for? Because some damn fool accused you of being the best. Dylan! You son of a bitch! Welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. I'm Jason. This is Red. And this week we are discussing the 1987 action sci-fi film about a band of bodybuilders who took a wrong turn at Albuquerque and are being hunted in the jungle, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, and Jesse the Body Ventura. It's I Tom, love Back to the Future. It's John McTiernan's Predator. You forgot Michael J. Fox. I did, I did. Oh. And the no. DeLorean. Yeah, they weren't in this that's movie. That's what I watched. <laughs> I w- that's, that's the movie I probably wish I had watched. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to get up to 88, man. Got to get up to 88 miles per hour. But first, let's go over some uh, sci-fi news. What do you got this let's, week? Let's hear it. Uh, honestly, I'm afraid I have nothing. Oh, that's okay. I got a few things. Um, AHS, or American Horror Story Apocalypse, uh, releases on September 12th. It's looking pretty good. They've got some uh, trailers out uh, right now. Um, now, this is, the, this is the American Horror Story season that they're going to combine elements of Murder House and uh, The Coven, which was the first season and Coven the third? I think Coven was the third. Yeah, Coven was the third season. That sounds interesting. Have you not seen any of the American Horror Stories yet? No, I have not. Oh, Netflix, man. Netflix has I got them. not. In fact, uh, uh, we're, we're, re-watching, um, we're re-watching the first season right now in anticipation of September 12th. So we're going to watch Murder House and, and the Coven seasons again to familiarize ourselves with that. Because it's been... Five, six, well, be about almost eight years. So, wow, yeah, I, I thought about looking at a few of them, but it seemed like it was a little too heavy on the sex, to be honest. Uh, there is some uh, some sexy scenes, especially in, in especially when Gaga got into it. What was that second season? Oh no, no, that was like fifth season. Was that fifth, fifth or sixth season? season? Yeah, but I've I've just heard some things and. You know, a prude I am not by any stretch of the imagination, but really and truly, if I'm going to watch sci-fi, I want to watch. I want to see the sci-fi. If I'm going to watch horror, I want to watch the horror. I don't. I don't need. Well, that. but I mean, I think this series does pretty well in kind of 
I'll take your I'll, I'll take your recommendation, but that's one of the reasons why I haven't been like you know I really ought to sit and watch that because I figured you know like I remember when uh, oh what was that show that uh, not sci-fi uh, Spartacus uh-huh. I loved the original Spartacus movie with Kirk Douglas I like you know Rome and everything I thought it'd be really cool and I was watching the show and not 15 minutes into it it was just grunt grunting and grinding. And I'm like, seriously, is it going to go there? There's so much to talk about. There's so many things you could be doing. Why do you got to go there? So American Horror Story does have some some definite sexual situations and, and sexual lines throughout the plot. But I think they intertwine really well with the actual... Plot okay. lines and and yeah. the horror motif. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I'll not give it just a shot. it's not just a bunch of sexy people doing sexy things. It's it's, it's actually just, part of the plot. Yeah, I've just heard other people in passing and whatnot. Oh man, you should see this. It was so hot, and I'm like, ugh. Okay, <laughs> whatever. I was hoping for something good and spooky because I was waiting. Uh, I want to say when it was either the second or third season it came out, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wait for this season to finish, and it's ready up on Netflix, and I'm just going to binge watch the first couple of years. Uh huh. And then I started hearing that, and I'm like, uh, but okay, you say it's good. I say it's good. I will definitely give it a check. Although I've never gotten into the Twin Peaks thing, I tried. No, Twin Peaks is is definitely a, an acquired taste. So, I mean, I did give that a shot. I really, really did. Now, did you give the new series a shot, or did you go back to the original? Original. Okay. Then you'll if you didn't like the original, which was you know, it was lynchy, but it was mainstream lynchy. Then you will not like the third season that they showed on Showtime. Yeah, because that I, was. I really enjoyed Eureka. Oh yes, Eureka, series. and Eureka is actually on the list. So, I like Eureka. Yeah, Eureka's on the list. We'll we'll hit that at one point. Eureka, and I'd say about ninety four percent of the X Files I liked really well. Yeah, I like the X Files. I don't think the X Files is on the list. We need to get that on the list. Oh well, there you go. Oh, we got uh, what is it? Smith and Johnson, Max and and Bill, whatever those two guys were. What? It was two Asian guys looking, you know, they were like checking everything out, right? They they worked for MI5, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they yeah. Were, and they were always that. being chased, that, and they had that one guy that was that, that creepy old lady in the high heels that was always chewing red man tobacco. Yep, yep. yep. Can- cancer lady. Spot on, spot on. Yeah, right, right. Don't give everything away. <laughs> <laughs> My next item is that Captain Kirk has a Christmas album coming up, and it's available oh, for pre-order no. right now. Hey, they should send along some of that Star Trek whiskey we were talking about to go with that, because Will Shatner, oh my God. Hey, if they send me some Star Trek bourbon, I will definitely listen to Shatner's Christmas album. Oh my goodness. Why is it? You know what? I say go. I say do it. If if there's somebody willing to pay you to do something, whether you're good at it or not, <laughs> I mean, wow, that man has staying power. He absolutely has staying power. Star Trek was good. T.J. Hooker was good. Rescue 911 was good. Right. I even uh, saw something. There's a new show on Netflix. Um... 
Let me see if I can grab it real quick for the name. Oh, is that the about, one where they travel to various different locales, him and two other actors? No, 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 no. It's a sci-fi. It's a made-for-Netflix original. And it's like, I think it's called Aliens Ate My Homework. What? And it's um, it's this. it's about this kid that's being bullied and beat up. And these two aliens, one male, one female, about the size of Star Wars action figures show up. And they're looking for an evil bad guy alien that's hiding out on Earth. And it turns out, and this is all in the thing. I'm not giving anything away that you wouldn't see on the little, when you hover over it, the little synapse. Uh-huh. Whatever they call that. I'm not thinking well. I got a cold. Anyway, it turns out the alien they're looking for is this kid's bully. He's disguised himself as like a, a, a preteen, tween, whatever, sixth, seventh grade bully. Okay. And uh, I noticed that William Shatner's in the credits when I expanded the little window. He's still making the money. He's still working. Interesting. But yeah. Pretty sure it's called Aliens Ate My Homework. I don't know. I've I've listened to a few of his audio performances, I guess, is how you would describe it, because he doesn't really sing. He just kind yeah. of speaks. He's right. kind of like a beat oh, poet. And I watched a movie this last week, Ready Player One. I haven't seen that yet. Definitely sci-fi. Oh, my God. This thing has more Easter eggs in it than you can shake a stick at. I caught at least 100, 150. And my son was telling me that there's over 300. Steven Spielberg directed this, so that right there should be enough to get you just to go watch it. I mean, without question. Well, and... And, oh my God, it was made by people like you and me. But it was made for the, this current generations, the young people to watch. But there are so many things. Yeah, I'm on the fence on on this, and I have since I saw the previews. It looked like I enjoyed it. It looked like a nostalgia jump, uh, dump is what it looked like to me, and it was fun. And w- once it comes out on on disc or or video, then I'm I'm definitely it's on disc. It's it's on my it's on my list. I red boxed it. I will get it watched, but it's it's not a priority for me at this point because. Because it just looks like a nostalgia dump. It was really pretty cool. In fact, um, I would say that it is definitely, I mean, it takes place in a dystopian future. Um, It definitely had a lot of nostalgia in it, but I think it was well done, well made. And I did not feel like it was overly so. I definitely saw that there were some things going on that dealt with some contemporary issues that we have right now, which I found very intriguing about the technology, the advance of technology, the good old pursuit of uh, corporate profit and good old sociological concerns. And it was just neat. That's how I would put it. The, the, the nostalgia was done in a neat way. Right. Watching how... Uh, these kids are having to actually look to nostalgia to understand what's going on in the current contemporary crisis. It was really pretty cool. Yeah. I think you would enjoy it. It's, it's, if nothing else for you, I would say, Jason, this is a good one-timer. 
Okay. Well, I mean, you've made it actually just discussing it here a little more interesting than what I've seen in the previews and the trailers. So it's on my list. I will definitely give it a watch probably in the next, I don't know, several weeks. It was fun. It was fun. I did not feel like I lost wasted time. Good. I don't plan on buying it, but it was fun. Good. Last thing I have this week is that there are now some set photos out for the filming of episode nine. Oh. Yeah. Um, we get we get some photos of uh, it looks like a large warehouse where they're filming some shit. Uh, we've got I've seen some photos of a large plane and a prairie. So, um, so instead of a big battle on a forest moon, it's going to be a prairie moon. Uh, maybe instead um, of Ewoks, it'll be E Prairie Dogs. No, actually, and anybody who doesn't want to hear anything about any fucking Star Wars shit might skip ahead a few minutes. Um, yeah, to avoid some spoilers. Uh. You've had your warning. So, <laughs> no, there's, uh, there's some Well, if scenes. you want, isn't it possible for you to keep track on... You can see how we're recording, right? Yeah. Well, what you do is you just say what you're going to say, and then say, okay, if you don't want to hear this, skip ahead to such and such time mark. Yeah, but then I got to go back and splice that in, and ah, fuck that. Or you could, or you could set a timer... Uh, could, but give yourself like 120 seconds. Okay. So we're, well, of course, by the time I get this edited right now, we're at the recording 13 minute mark, but by the time I get this edited, there's no telling where this will actually fall. So that's not going to work again. If you don't want to hear any Star Trek or <laughs> Star Wars shit, uh, skip ahead a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> But no, they're, they've got some horses um, dressed up like uh, kind of like those those long haired tauntauns or long haired elephant looking things on Tatooine uh, that oh, they had okay. in some of the original series. Um, Banthas. Yeah, Banthas. That's it. And um, they've got some uh, looks like some orange tape on their faces. So they'll probably have some post. Uh, post-editing effects that'll be applied to those as well. So they're probably not exactly what you'll see in the movie. Uh, sure. They've got some. They've got some markers out on this kind of hilly plane that they're filming on. Uh, you see, um, you see Poe. Uh, you see John Boyega's character Finn. Um, now Finn, so, that's the ex stormtrooper, right? Right. Right. Yeah. And Poe is the fighter pilot. Right. And so the the Finn and Ray Poe, is the girl. Yes. Okay, because I've always, I've had trouble with this because it all they, they say faux pin Ray. I feel like we're about to break into Judy or, or <laughs> whatever Sound of Music, right? Yeah, Julie right. Andrews. Yeah, it's like faux and pin, and then there's Ray. I'm like Jesus Christ, give him some names. Yeah, yeah. Now, so we're gonna we're gonna get some more scenes of the uh, Finn Pomance. Um, they'll they'll they'll. Shred up some screen time together. Um, sure. And Poe is Poe's looking like he's got kind of a Indiana Jones kind of vibe going on with his costume. Hey, let me ask so. you a question. 
Go for it. Why do you why do you think they make so many of these actors use different accents than what they just naturally have? Isn't Fenn British? He is. And well, I don't know that that was I, so. I think that's that may have been his choice as an actor. I think so. It might have been. I mean, have you seen? Have you heard any other stormtroopers speak with a British accent? I never thought about it that deeply, but no, they yeah. usually have that neat kind of AM mono radio, right? Answering machine voice. So he may have wanted to kind of mimic previous stormtroopers since he was a stormtrooper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, really, the only the only people in the Empire that, that have British accents are the officers, if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just wondering. Because I was also thinking about Back to Battlestar, Lee Adama, his character. That actor's English. Oh, yeah, Lee. I was thinking, for some reason, I was thinking Admiral Adama or Commander Adama. I was like... No, 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 no. no <laughs> yeah, no. Jamie Bamber is English. But, I mean, his dad speaks with an American accent. I'm not sure that James Earl Jones, or not James Earl Jones. Um, oh, shit. Now I've got James Earl Jones stuck in my head. Um, <laughs> There's worse things. He's got a nice voice. Uh, fuck, almost. Um, Edward James. Ed- almost. Edward James, almost. Yeah, but they could have wrote that easy. It's one of the reasons maybe he and Lee didn't get along was because there was some kind of a split between mom and dad, and he grew up on a different planet. Well, yeah, maybe. Colony. Could have grown up, grown know. up with Baltar, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something I mean, that's like easy that. enough to write. I mean, hell, after what they did to Starbuck, that's all I'm going to say. There you go. After what they did with Starbuck, I mean, come on. Battlestar Galactica, the reboot, wasn't known for maintaining its consistency. It's canon, yeah. Yeah. That's all I have this week. Uh, you ready I for actually the have some sci-fi news because I saw a movie. That's right, you did. I Congrats. did for a change. I did. <laughs> uh, yes, I am ready to crawl because every time I've tried to stand up and walk this week, something's knocked me down. So let's crawl. Let's do it. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. A starry sky, a quiet night, a rebel ship launches a probe towards Alderaan. Oops, sorry, wrong movie. A uh. helicopter convention gets underway on a smoky beach as Apollo Creed waits for a job interview. Arnie kicks off his future presidential physical fitness campaign by lighting up a cigar. Apollo and Arnie have an arm wrestling match, for reals, engaging their greased-up muscle power. Drunk helicopter pilots take Major Arnie's team out to rescue a cabinet minister. The token nerd sporting glasses the size of bay windows tells awful jokes. This movie has maxed out its capacity for conservative muscle-bound governors. The body establishes he's the dickiest of them all in record time. All painted up, the crew leave their helicopters and go for a nature hike. The magical Native American trope finds the trail and the team head out cheered on by the local monkeys. Axe's stereotype finds a gruesome scene and kicks a vulture for good measure. Arnie orders no sound, so the body brings out the biggest gun they have. One of the cameras filming the nature hike goes technicolor. Arnie has the superpower of turning off the microphones when crawling through leaves. The team finds a pillow factory that has some pretty harsh punishment for workers with no shirt. 
Apollo and Specs stay behind watch the team infiltrate the pillow factory and provide color commentary. Arnie gets in a few reps and causes an explosive scene. Arnie hits a girl and Apollo takes her as a trophy. Arnie follows Apollo. the sun's out guns out philosophy as the team prepares to leave. More technicolor scenes with weird noises are stalking Arnie's assholes. The technicolor cameraman mourns a dead scorpion. Creed's trophy shows she's much smarter and more clever than he is. The trophy escapes and gets chased down by Specs, who then has a bad trip and gets carried off by a funhouse mirror. Two of the crew have a very loud argument, but sneak away when they go to look for Specs' body. The body gets energized after finding Pepe Le Pew and Mac the knife freaks the fuck out when he finds two disembodied green eyes running away. The team unfolds a coconut phone and dials 911. The predator finally reveals itself as it turns off its Romulan cloaking device and patches up its wounded leg that bleeds glow stick juice. Nightfall comes and Mac the knife is talking to himself. Porky triggers a trap and the predator steals the body's body. Arnie finally realizes there are lots of trees around and that attacks can come from above not just from ahead. Anna is a quick study and suddenly speaks English, describes the Technicolor Chameleon and the A-Team gets to work building their Scooby Trap to capture old man Jenkins. Until the muscled up man meat plays tug of war with a tree. Mac the knife takes some time to manscape. Old man Jenkins falls for the trap but escapes with the use of explosives and Mac runs after him in anticipation of pulling off the mask for the big reveal. Mac and Apollo hunt for predators like common Elmer Fuds. Mac gets teased by a laser pointer like a kitten and loses his mind. Apollo uses the eye of the tiger, finds the predator, but loses the quick draw, and his arms. Chief stereotype goes full naked native and begs for death, which is swiftly served. The predator has had enough of this stalking bullshit and unloads on the last three nature hikers. Arnie gets shot, but his bulging muscles apparently have some sort of predator beam negating effect because he comes out with just some smeared blood. Yeah. Running away, Arnie takes a moment to enjoy a natural water slide and a cool refreshing dip in the local lagoon. Keeping his skin soft and supple takes effort, but Arnie finds the local mud spa a great way to rejuvenate his body and hide from predators. Arnie also enjoys crafts and lifting large tree trucks above his deadly art creations. The predator has an unhealthy infatuation with skulls. Arnie cries his barbaric yap from the rooftops and lights the Olympic torch as he prepares to go for gold in archery. The predator, not a very good hunter, passes right by its prey and gets an exploding penis arrow for his efforts. Ow. The predator, not to be outdone, goes scorched earth, because if you can't finesse your prey into death, just nuke him from orbit. Right. Arnie goes to plan B and grabs some spears and rocks, because spacefaring elite hunters that have taken out the most highly trained soldiers Earth has to offer are of course susceptible to spears, everyone knows this. Yeah. That plan goes tits up, Arnie washes <laughs> off all his camo and it's now time for an ear nose and throat exam along with a good, old-fashioned slugfast. Arnie takes Predator to show him his art project, but the Predator is a picky art critic who has a lot on his mind. Yeah, the does. Predator sets up a final fuck you, Arnie goes on a run and rolls smoky muscle pose credits. That is funny. That was gold. That was good. Yeah, so there were some things. I love that you brought up the fact about how they can turn off the noise of the foliage. Yeah. Uh, except when Carl Weathers is walking through. Oh yeah, Carl Weathers he walks was through so like he's, noisy. Yeah, like he's a fucking elephant on parade. And then I also found it amazing that absolutely no heat leaves your eyes. No, no. Even even if the mud worked everywhere else, there's no body heat coming out of your eyes. Well, I mean, it, and everybody knows everybody knows that mud always stays cool. It doesn't actually absorb any any body heat. So, right, right. And, you know, yeah, this, this movie. So it's been a long time since I've watched but, this movie. Hey, hey, there's points though. 
I don't know about you, but I had to shave my monitor twice because of all the testosterone courses. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, when they're I, when they're building that Boy Scout stuff at the at the middle of the film, I just the, wanted the, the to traps and everything. I was actually humming. Love it when a plan comes together. Yep. That and also. Just all the bicep shots. I mean, the only thing missing was the soundtrack from the village people. <laughs> or maybe the weather girls. It's raining, man. Hallelujah. It's raining, man. Which would have been really funny if they did some cuts to the guys suspended, you know, skinned alive. Now, is is body oil like GI issue? Is, is that government issue? They, That's not body oil. That is testosterone. Oh, is that testosterone? It's just it does. oozes out. It does. Well, I know I'm that actually, I grew like two inches taller after watching this movie. So did you? My my voice my voice got deeper. Did it? <laughs> oh yes. After watching the show, I. But yeah, it was right when this movie came out. I was so crazy about it. And watching it, you know, and I've seen it a few times since, but it's been many years until now. And then watching it now, I'm just like, wow, I don't. Okay. So I I remember seeing it uh, shortly after it came out. I didn't actually watch it in theaters, but, um, you know, when it came out on on video. uh, VHS. My friends and I used to watch this a lot. Were you kind and did you rewind? Well, yeah, they charged you if you didn't. Yeah, they did. Fucking like $2 a tape or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so we, we watched this. We watched this movie several times when I was younger. Oh, uh, yeah. I would have been about, uh, you know. 15. Adolescence at this point, yeah. Um, Just, just hitting the whole puberty thing. Um, yeah. So, it I was. I was 36. Right, right, right. So it 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 was a much different experience than watching it now because I don't think I've watched it since, you know, my formidable years back then. I've seen parts of it on on cable, you know, flipping through channels, but it's not one of those movies that I ever stopped to to watch. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is Predator. I'm moving on." Huh. Uh but yeah, this this is an awful movie. <laughs> it is not good. Um, you know what it needed? The the special It needed a it needed a couple of guys in the bottom making comments during it. It probably does, yeah. That that might help it a little bit. Little MST3K. Right. <laughs> but no, is it the, the special effects were okay. Um yeah. but you could they they weren't the greatest. Um the acting was there. Yeah. Um, I th- I, they did better than I could have. Well, I couldn't so have acted that well. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger was, you know, probably one of the best actors in the movie. And that's Look, not hey, saying. Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers did a fine job. Carl Weathers was okay. Um, I'm, he, he seemed like Jesse he was the Body of, Ventura was hilarious. Was he acting? That's why I thought he was hilarious. <laughs> right, right. 
I don't know. It seemed like seemed like Carl Weathers was basically phoning it in. I mean, it was like he took his Apollo Creed character from the Rocky movies and just put on some fatigues and stepped Which is into this cool. role. Well, because it, I he's one of my favorite characters in the movie. He's great in Rocky. He's Apollo Creed is not a good fit for this movie. No, but still, I just think out of all the guys in this movie, I think uh, Carl Weathers' performance was the best out of everybody. He was the uh, most believable. Uh, I don't know. I mean, when he got shot by the Predator, he actually got shot. Whereas, you know, Arnold can, you know, walk through a room filled full of flying saw blades and just get a scratch. Right. He's not indestructibly strong. They demonstrated that early on. So I just, so I just the, think the character, the character is more believable. Definitely. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, I thought that this was a decent film. I think the franchise is way better than this one film. I really like how they'll ultimately bring out the aliens. Yeah, so the those with the predators, the aliens versus predator films, I actually do enjoy. Although they're pretty thin on plot too. I mean, the the, the plot yeah. for this movie was was really thin, and the alien versus predator movies are fairly thin on plot. But yeah. I think the aliens versus predator films are a lot more suspenseful, and it's a more enjoyable to watch those two kind of. Uh, However, I'm hoping they fight against each other. I like how there's been so many reboots that I've bitched about and they're breaking away from canon. I really enjoyed the last Alien movie because they brought it all back. Oh, yes. Um, They brought everything back because people were complaining about the shape of the aliens and the way they're acting and everything. And the way that they brought it all back to the beginning because they got the original director and brought everything oh just loved it so they may end up doing something like that with predator because the predators have kind of gone off on a bit of a tangent we got that new predator movie coming out in a few weeks yeah i know um the predator which i looked it up and it's it's actually a sequel it's not a reboot um yeah that comes out middle of september but yeah alien covenant was good um i do like how they're kind of showing the genesis of the alien species and tying it into uh, the alien movies. Yes. Um, which the, the alien versus predator thing was kind of uh, brought forth because was it alien or aliens or no, 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 no. It was, it was predator two. It was predator two. Yeah, it was Predator because when 2. when they were on board the ship, they had all the trophies right. inside the ship. And one of the skulls was a, a, an, alien. an alien skull. Right. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Also, I think if you look hard enough on the extended edition, you can see Captain America's shield. But, you know. <laughs> that, that, would be but, a, that would be a good trophy. Right, or better yet, a, a shiny metal guy with claws coming out of his hands hanging in the back. That would be kind of cute. That would be an excellent trophy. I don't know that that would ever happen, but... Yeah, I got a feeling that the guy with the claws would do okay against predators. I think so. 
Probably better than the Predators would like. <laughs> a lot better. But, I mean, that's another thing, is the Predator wasn't a very good hunter in this movie. I mean, he had such a technological advantage. Sure. Not to mention the fact that he was the but, one that knew that he was hunting them. and, and Yeah, but see, when it comes to that, I mean, you can... This is all subjective, you know, we can speculate. But you know how they show in later movies how the Predators have to earn their stripes, basically. Right. They got to go through their training and whatnot. For all we know, this particular Predator may have had some kind of background story that for whatever reason he had to fight the way he was fighting and hunt the way he was hunting. Okay, but... That's a really shitty fucking movie when you have to have your audience retcon your fucking script for you. Because your because your character was so crappy at what it was supposed to be doing so well that oh. your audience is having to make up excuses for your character, that's a shitty fucking character. Yeah. I understand. Just <laughs> saying. And that's Just that, that's my whole point here is the predator had not only a technological advantage but the advantage of surprise um and he still managed to get fucked up and and lost ultimately from a dude using fucking sticks and rocks. Yeah, I thought it was kind of neat how he can outmaneuver incoming projectile fire but he can't jump out of the way of a dropping tree. Right. So again, my, and the way my he's premise so strong. Is, why didn't he like remove Arnold's head from his shoulders, literally, with a couple of punches? Yeah, I don't know that he's that strong. I mean, he did lift up Arnold from just you know the neck. He pulled a spine and skull out of a body. Oh, with that's one true. Bang. He did. He did. You're right. He's got some strength. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Not to mention his seven foot three frame was able to climb those trees well, like a spider monkey. He's actually eight foot two. The actor was like seven foot three. Well, st- still, I yeah. mean, he's, he's, he's got, he's got some ad- muscles. He's got some adrenaline. Yeah. The fast yeah. twitch and the slow twitch muscles going on again. This isn't a, this isn't a good movie. I mean, you're, you're, and then also we can even just go back to when they attacked that rebel base at the very beginning. How they were able to go in and just yeah, mow advisors d- mow down an army, <laughs> train gorillas. You know, it's like seriously, their their defense was that 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 poor. Yeah, they and they uh, uh, and their aim was that off. I understand the AK forty seven is not that accurate a weapon. It's not as accurate, say, as an M sixteen, but it's fairly accurate. And these guys, they couldn't hit water if they fell out over the ocean. Well, their guns. Yeah, I mean it's fairly accurate. It's got a, it's got a heavier and a faster traveling projectile. And oh yeah, I think the AK is an amazing weapon, but not the way it was portrayed in this movie. It's it's a it's a spray and pray weapon, just like the M16. And you just throw out enough bullets. And what about that minigun? <laughs> I was I was like saying, how in the heck are they able to stand and fire that thing? Well, it's Jesse the Body Ventura, man. It's those big ass so arms. I had myself convinced that it was like maybe 
some kind of small nine millimeter, seven millimeter something. And then they show the close ups of the barrels. And you're like, no, that's like a seven six two. Was it? There's no way. Well, and then just looking at the shells coming out, there is no way that weapon. No, 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 no. That was definitely Hollywood. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I know that the it's it's actually a modified, uh, and it's a it's a firing weapon. Yeah, they 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 fire really well from the side of a helicopter or an Osprey, right? On a mount, but just a shoulder strap. I'm just not seeing it. I did enjoy me, the scene uh, where they 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 altered the they did some terraforming in the jungle. <laughs> they were yeah. shooting at the predator. I mean, that place is the only thing missing after that was done was some some seeds to be sown. They plowed the field, and they still had bullets left. Yeah, so I'm doing a little research on the fly here. Um, yeah, the M134 minigun is a 7.62 by 51 NATO. Yeah, yeah. Looking at the barrels, that's a 7.62. And I've got some friends in the military, and so do you. And we would have heard if they had a shoulder-mounted weapon like that. The closest you're going to get is a saw. <laughs> and a saw is a magical weapon. Don't get me wrong. I am not saying any disparaging comments about the saw. But, yeah, that many th- No, not happening. No, 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 no. I mean, I kind of balk a little bit when I see Rambo with the M60 in one hand. Oh, yeah. There's, there's he's, no he's fucking things. way. It's like, okay. <laughs> they could be bouncing around You'd, so much. You demand. You demand. <laughs> it's the mullet and the, and the headband that keeps that M60 on track. But... Yeah, that's that was something else. So that was something here's a question else. for you. Can you imagine this movie with the Predator being played by Jean-Claude Van Damme? Yes, I uh, actually had heard that Jean-Claude was the original Predator. And sure, sure I can. Uh, probably would have been a little bit more uh, detailed fight scenes. It would have been less of a slugfest, a little bit more... Uh, acrobatic well one of the reasons why he didn't why he quit from the part is because the suit that they had him in was, was too bulky him. it was hot yeah and it was too bulky he couldn't really do any of his special you know martial arts moves in it right that and he's so, yeah. you know kind of a short little fucker and well see to- in hollywood that doesn't matter have you ever looked at the height of movie stars well, but I mean, you're going up against Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers and Jesse Ventura. Camera, camera angles and step stools, buddy. Well, that only carries you so far. But when you're doing a fight scene head to head and face to face with 1987 technology. Well, OK, 87. But I mean, look at Tom Cruise. He's pushing 60 and he's still making Mission Impossible movies. And he's the same height or taller than everybody he fights. Yeah, but that dude's got some kind of fucking magical unicorn urine that he drinks every day to keep in shape like that at 60. So... Well, I'm talking about just the height. Oh, well, yeah, height. I mean, he's kind of he short, but... Camera angle. He's kind of? He's not very big. What, 5'9", 5'10"? That's about average height. 
But, you know, I mean, I was like, I know when they did the interview with a vampire, he was standing on a lot of stuff when he was having to walk around Brad Pitt. Oh, I'm sorry. He's 5'7". Yeah, he is short. He's he's kind of a little guy. I mean, he's not Danny DeVito. Well, no. Short, but... No, I can understand. And, and you know, honestly, this is also back with a mentality that, um, you know, bigger is better. It's the 80s. I mean, come on, the hair, the shoulder pads, you know, just the attitude. And you've got, like, Carl Weathers and... Arnold Schwarzenegger, all these, you know, big muscled up guys, you know, Jesse Ventura. And of course the predator's got to be even bigger and even stronger. You know, it's, it's just how we looked at it. I mean, I don't think it would have had the same impact in the eighties if they were going up something that was five foot seven. Right. And just kicking the living heck out of them, which, is quite feasible. I mean, even if you just took a typical humanoid and said, okay, this humanoid's grown up on a planet where the gravity's two and a half times that of a uh, uh, regular Earth, then they're going to have, you know... Well, I mean, just take a chimpanzee. Oh, yeah. So if it was just Arnold Schwarzenegger hand-to-hand with Cheetah from Tarzan, <laughs> yeah. he'd, have been, he'd have been limb from limb. He'd have been hurting, yeah. So, I mean, but they don't want to do that. They want everything bigger. They want everything stronger. Well, it looks better. I mean, people equate size with strength, so. Exactly. Exactly. Plus, I also, and this is a little bit more, I don't know, cerebral, but I was wondering, why is it that we have to have all these aliens being aggressive? I mean, I don't. It, it seems to me like it would be kind of refreshing if they would make a sci-fi movie where maybe we're the we're the predators, we're the, we're aggressors. the aggressors, and there is a highly advanced, highly intelligent species, race, civilization that's like you know, yeah, you're better at fighting than we are, and all that. You're more aggressive, but why? What's the point? You know, look at your quality of life in your society versus ours. Why would you want to go out and conquer and destroy? Um, they kind of touched on that with, uh, oh, what was that movie? I can't think of it. The Planet Pandora, Unobtainium. What was that? Oh, Avatar. Avatar with, uh, you know, Dances with Wolves in Space. Right. Um, but even the, the, the natives on that world turned to combat. Well, they had to you know, because otherwise, you know, us being the dickheads from Earth to get this ore was going to destroy their fucking world. Well, I just think it would have been cool, like maybe make the movie to where they just say, okay, no. And they just turn off the technology, just makes it ineffective. Just stop. Not like you just like, like grab somebody and pick them up and suspend them in the air and just say, are right, just, you're, I'm going to hold you here until you stop kicking. Well, but that doesn't, that doesn't really make for a compelling story. Yeah, I think it would, seeing somebody in all their weapons and strength and power being rendered impotent. I think it could be an interesting sideline. So it would be, so let's take Avatar as, as the example, since you referenced that. Humans come to uh, the Avatar planet. They set up shop. Okay. They start drilling. Okay. Um, Fair enough up killing people. Right. The the natives get sick of it, and they've got right. this technology or this ability to just 
stop it. And they say, ah, you're done. And then they stop it. Go away. Yeah. There's no conflict there. Not anymore. They stopped it. There's no story there. So the whole point of storytelling is that there's some sort of conflict that comes to a resolution, a climax and then a resolution. There's no conflict there. Right. And see, but the conflict would be with the humans. And they'd say, look, but we have to have this. Well, yeah, but why do you have to have it? And you start looking more at the human side of it. What are the motivations? What's going on? And actually have the fundamental shift in the conflict lie within the human characters, not with the alien characters. So you want a movie that's entirely what you absolutely despise, which is backstory and character development? You want an entire movie of character development? Oh, because it has special effects? Yeah, all right. I could probably get through it. I could probably get through it. But no, I was just thinking how interesting this is. It seems like it's always a fight. It's always a fight. Oh, it's not always a fight. I mean, with action movies and a lot of sci-fi titles, yes, it does culminate into a fight. Um, But, I mean, not all movies end in a fight. No, not all. It just seems like a lot of the ones that, you know, we're especially the genre we're looking at. That's true. And I just but, I mean, 2001 didn't end up in a fight. I mean, it well, ended up I was in a about, conflict. I was about to bring that one up, actually. And say, that was a very good movie. Yeah. That's one of the best movies ever, and it didn't have a lot of that. Right. Even in the next one, 2010, the fighting wasn't with the alien. It wasn't with the obelisk. It was ultimately mankind about to tear itself to pieces. And it it's the on the alien. list, so we'll, yeah, was, we'll eventually we'll get to that. talk about it. But, you know, it's it's just sometimes I think the fight, it just gets a little silly. Sometimes it does. I mean, but some of the reasons that we fight in real life are a little silly. Right. So it's the whole life imitating art, imitating life thing. There you are. Just wanted to let you know I wasn't just sitting back with my popcorn, putting on my sweet sweat and flexing my <laughs> muscles while I was watching this. I actually had some thoughts. Did, did you wear camo while you watched this? Because I did. I'm, I'm not going to admit to anything. Yeah. I mean, there's deny, deny, deny. I wore camo. I smoked a cigar. I grew chest hair. Grew chest hair? Yeah. No. No, no. I, just, I flexed and chest hair came out. Hey, it was bad enough that it was growing on my monitor. But yeah, I, I, all in all, this is a fun movie. People should check it out. I, uh, it's got lots of pew-pew, lots of explosions, lots of good one-liners. It does have really a few have. good one-liners. Um, it's got a lot of uh, plot holes. It's got a lot of uh, shitty graphics. It's got a lot of shitty acting. So you you liked the movie. You thought it was fun. I tolerated yeah, the movie. It's, it's I thought right. it was awful. It's all right. It's all right. It's I mean, I've seen worse. One. Oh, yeah. I've seen no, worse. Don't get me wrong. I've seen worse, but that doesn't make this a good movie. <laughs> I mean, we could have always had Roger Corman direct it. Uh, yeah. Would that have been worse? I mean, John McTiernan's a pretty good director. He did do the Die Hard series. Um, yeah, I think I think the director did a fine job. I'm just saying we could make it worse and make it a Corman film. I don't necessarily dislike Corman all that much. I, I don't, mean, I don't dislike him, but 
He's very campy. He is. He is. And camp may have actually helped this movie. I think this he movie might have. He on a ship and Battle Beyond the he Stars. He did. But I think maybe, you know, a little campiness might have lightened this movie up a little bit. I think this movie might have suffered from a little bit too much testosterone and taking itself a little too seriously. Too seriously. Yes, taking itself too seriously. Roar. <laughs> so maybe a little camp and a little cheese might have. Uh, might have helped a little bit. Might have elevated it some. Might have made it more. If they would have put Leonidas in there instead of Schwarzenegger, movie would have been over in half the time. <laughs> right. You see Sparta. <laughs> this is Earth. Get out. But yeah, I thought it was okay. You thought it was terrible. So. Let's get to the awards. Yeah, who's got your black lung? Black lung award? Arnold. Yep, I'm giving it to Dutch. He would not stop chewing on that stogie. He's got that goddamn stogie lit. You know, they wouldn't let him light that in the helicopter during the uh, inside helicopter scenes, so they kind of had to post-production the light on the end of that cigar. Oh, okay. I wasn't aware of that. When he's smoking inside the helicopter, he's not actually smoking. Okay. All right. Who's, got, and, who's your head lush? Oh, well, that's going to go to Mac. Mac's got mine, too. We're two for two. He would, he would not let go of that flask. Until he gave it to uh, the body after the body got... It was empty. It doesn't count. Sure, it was he empty? It. I know, I know. He, he drained it. Uh, well, probably. I mean, but he did give up the flask. He did. There was probably a few drops of alcohol back in there. <laughs> a little backwash. <laughs> and your purple, or I'm sorry, your player award. The player award? Oh, well, that's got to go to Carl Weathers. You're giving it to Carl, okay. I'm giving it to Carl because he would not let that little Latina go. He wouldn't, you're right. So I'm actually giving it to Anna because she really? gave, yeah, she gave googly eyes to What's-His-Head. Um, she did. She and did picked specs. up the... No, not Specs. Um, well, then the other one was Poncho. Yeah, Poncho. It was because Poncho was looking, was watching her while Carl. He's Weathers. my favorite character in the movie. Really? Because he didn't do much other than shoot that grenade launcher. He shot the grenade launcher. I like how he humbled Jesse's character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got time to duck. That, <laughs> I think that was an M seventy nine that he had that he fired the M seventy nine grenade launcher. I thought he, I liked that. I also liked the fact that he was bilingual. I also liked the fact that he was not overly steroided. He appeared to me like I've known a couple of guys that were special forces. I've known some guys that were Army Ranger, Airborne, and that's how that's what they look like. Right. He to me he 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 portrayed and looked more like a special operator than you know these walking sides of beef. Right. Right. But Anna gave him googly eyes, and he kind of, you know, gave her googly eyes back, and then she walloped him upside the head with a tree trunk. So, Mm -hmm. which then caused Specs to chase after her and uh, get his head blown off for for his trouble. Poor Specs. God. Yeah. You could see the future through those glasses. You could. Actually, a few people could see the future through those glasses. His girlfriend's going to be mad. He had a lot of jokes about his girlfriend. Yeah, he did. Those were some really awful jokes, too. They were bad. They were bad. I'm sorry, did I echo? Uh, (laughs) Ah. 
And who's your Purple Hippo go to? The Purple Hippo Award? You know, honestly, I've had a hard time dealing with that, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to give the Purple Hippo Award to Arnold. Okay. Because he was absolutely freaking out over what this guy looked like. Yeah. When the Predator took off his helmet, I almost gave it to the Predator when he took off the helmet and he went to seeing everything in full unadulterated infrared instead of the bringing it down to the limited. But I was thinking Arnold seemed to be a little bit more freaked out by what he saw than what the Predator was seeing. Right, yeah. So that's why I'm shifting over to Arnold for that one. That's that's a good call. I actually gave mine to the Predator for the exact reasons that you stated you were about to give it to him. So uh, the guy just sees everything in either thermal imaging or red. How the hell yeah. does he distinguish between things? Because the contrast Movement. levels, well, I mean, but the contrast levels in his vision, even when he's looking through thermal, which wasn't true thermal, it was kind of weird amalgamated thermal that they did for the movie Yeah, kind of a thermal flare odd thing yeah so and then he takes off his helmet and everything's just fucking red at that point but the contrast on anything i mean he can see he can see big variations in in heat levels but anything else he's pretty much fucking blind maybe it's an air pressure thing because he's got those dreadlocks Oh, that's true. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's like maybe he's like a catfish, and he can sense things with his hair. Yeah, like antenna. Could be. You know, one of the things that I heard about many many years ago was there was some guys at DARPA that saw this movie and said they need to have that kind of predator camouflage for our actual military. Uh huh. I do not know if they have been able to come close to anything for actual boots on the ground troopers, but they do have this kind of that. They do have that kind of cloaking technology for aircraft. So I saw a video and I haven't been able to look at it or research it. Uh, one of my kids showed me this video of a guy holding basically this, this cloth in front of him and it moves like a normal cloth would. You can wrap it around you and it shows, and it, it, it's basically an invisibility cloak. Now, I haven't yeah. been able to... Re- I, I looked at it, and I said I'm very skeptical about that video um, whenever I first saw it. So I haven't had a chance to to look into it to see if that's actual technology or if that's just uh, green screen special effects that they're they're putting up. But, yeah. um, but yes, there, there, there are... It's it's basically camera technology, LED and camera yeah. technology that takes a, a shot of the opposite side. Yeah, the yeah. opposite side of whatever you're trying to cloak and projects that image to the front. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, the technology is there in at least a rudimentary fashion. But yeah, I've heard we can do it for like large stationary things. Like if they want to hide an encampment or something, they can put that up like on a billboard setup. And I've also heard they've been able to put it on dirigibles and uh, aircraft that aren't moving too damn fast. Right. But and if you look directly at it, you can see. But if you don't see it, and if it is moving quick, by the time you do think you see it, it's already gone. It's too late. Right, right. So, yeah, we, we are de- definitely getting some stuff, and quite frankly, it's better than the Predator. Uh, right. So that's kind of cool. I think that's pretty cool. But, yeah, those are the awards. Those are the awards. As I have them. So next week, 
And we did something a little different. Next week is going to be our 25th episode. Yeah, we've done 25 of these fuckers. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's amazing. So next week is going to be our 25th episode. We did something a little different. Uh, We put a, a poll out on Twitter and asked the people following us on Twitter to vote on the movie that they wanted us to review and talk about for our 25th episode. So the choices were between Back to the Future, Alien, Inception, and 12 Monkeys. And by a a fairly wide margin, uh, 50% of the votes went to Alien. So next week. Really? Yeah. So next week we are going to be discovering or discussing Ridley Scott's movie about a space merchant vessel that perceives an unknown transmission as a distress call. It's landing on the source moon, finds one of the crew attacked by a mysterious life form, and they soon realize that its life cycle has merely begun. 1979's Alien will be our 25th episode, and I think uh, a worthy, worthy movie to, to discuss. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's one of the classic great. sci-fi films. Uh, it launched Sigourney Weaver's career. Yeah, Just I mean, have a it, flashlight handy when you watch it. <laughs> it wasn't even close. So, uh, Alien got fifty percent of the votes. Back to the Future got thirty three percent. Inception got seventeen percent, and Twelve Monkeys for some reason got zero percent. Nobody liked that movie, but I wasn't a big fan of it either. Oh, I love Twelve Monkeys. I love Terry Gilliam's work. But at the same time, Terry Gilliam is an acquired taste. I like I like Terry Gilliam. I do. One of my favorite movies is Time Bandits. Yes, Time Bandits. That is a great movie. But um, I wasn't aware that he did 12 Monkeys. He did. Uh, no, with me, with 12 Monkeys, the reason I wasn't too fond of it was I didn't like the ending. I was expecting a bigger ending than it gave. Yeah. It tricked me. It tricked me. <laughs> I can I can see that criticism. That's, that's a valid criticism. But as far as the acting and, and everything leading up to the ending, it was great. I was there. And then it's like, that's the ending? Seriously? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. But thank <laughs> you for everybody on Twitter for uh, voting. Oh, yeah. Uh, keep following us. Let everybody know that... Uh, it's nice to know we're being followed. Yeah. Um, and uh, tell your friends to uh, subscribe and like us. Um, we, uh, we appreciate you listening. And next week we'll be discussing Alien. Our uh, intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Pod crawl music is Snack Mix by Bichette. Uh, if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podchaser, and Blueberry. You can leave us feedback at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com, on Twitter at status underscore podcast, or email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. I'm Jason. This has been Red. And thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. See you later, guys. gonna say something but then i figured it might piss you off so can you not hear it i can hear it you can hear it no (laughs) shut the fuck up
But I can pretend. I can use my imagination. Oh, wait, I'm hearing it now. Get in the, get to the chopper. No sport. Stick around. I don't do this kind of work. The fuck is going on with this shit? 